Welcome to a Junior VC Unfiltered. This is our first episode that will, be, that will be broadcasted on the Founders Unfiltered podcast channel on YouTube. I'm your host, Mazin, and I have with me Aviral, Bhumika, Raj, and Shreyans. In this episode, we'll discuss our latest piece, Can India's Fastest Unicorn Win the Inframarket? Aviral, can you tell our listeners why we chose to write about Inframarket this week? Um... Yeah, I think there's so many unicorns being created right now in India. It's becoming a little tough to keep up. Um, but Inframarket is a very interesting company, uh, primarily because you would expect the fastest unicorn to come from edtech, fintech, e-commerce, some of the largest categories. Um, but surprisingly, Inframarket is a unicorn that is the fastest uh, ever in India. And that's why we chose Thanks. It certainly is an interesting story. Bhumika, can you tell us how Inframarket got started and what problem are they solving? Sure, Marzin. So um, their founding story is very organic. Uh, Stavik Sen Gupta had been working in the finance division of a company that was in the construction space. And Aditya Sharda had spent more than like a decade, uh, part of it even as an entrepreneur in the construction industry. And um, even though uh, Sovik was not directly involved in the buying functions of his firm, it was clear to him that, you know, uh, the sector was by and large unorganized and in general, it lacked standardization. So um, one of the key observations that uh, led him down this rabbit hole uh, was that on average, only around 15% of the raw material required for um, any construction project was readily available across the country. And uh, the rest of the stuff was anything between um, kind of and extremely hard to source. So this led to the discovery that there was a huge mismatch in uh, demand and supply. And even uh, geography had a role to play in it. So um, once uh, and Aditya had decided that, you know, um, they were going to solve for this market and go on to start up in this space, they focused on keeping it simple. And um, the average assumption is that starting up is a glamorous deal. And in India, the expectation is that the founders have set shop in Bangalore, have kicked off a pilot run in HSR within months of operation. You know, so, But Sovik and Aditya were not our typical founders in that sense. Um, they began operations in 2016 in Thane, knowing that um, it was the right place for them to find the optimal uh, you know, mix of local manufacturers and contractors and raw materials. So um, they didn't even branch out of Maharashtra before they reached, the, you know, received their first check, which was in 2019. So um, circling back to the problem that uh, they were trying to solve, um, you know, technology was changing like um, almost every aspect of our lives, and the real estate industry had like all kinds of benefits to take away from that. But um, procurement, which was a core activity in, uh, you know, from the real estate perspective, it was left largely undone. We'll notice that uh, PropTech had like a lot more interest and a lot more disruption from players like Magic Bricks, 99 Acres, uh, then there were data aggregators, online financing offerings and the likes, but construction had been lagging behind. And uh, the founders noticed that it was a continued problem, as in um, there were challenges in every step of the way. To begin with, uh, there was a lot of idle manufacturing capacity. So only a fraction of the output was being supplied. Uh, 
And even with this output, it was like mostly a large player who would win the bid and then they would pass it on to a contractor. The contractor would pass it on to some distributor and then the distributor would have to hunt for manufacturers to give the order to. And uh, these manufacturers would find it difficult to meet the demands from the orders because they were so varied. So Inframarket wanted to circumvent this convoluted process and make it simple. They wanted to you know, directly con um, connect local manufacturers with project products. So uh, they began by raising 10 million rupees from uh, family and friends in around, I think, 2017. And uh, they remained bootstrapped for the next three years. And uh, among their goals was to remain profitable every year steadily. And they did that quite from those humble beginnings and tackling a huge problem, Raj, can you shed some light on Inframarket's business model and how did they go from what Bhumika described to 50 million in, in AR and how did they hit that landmark? Absolutely, Martin. So at the heart of it, uh, Inframarket is an online B2B procurement marketplace, right? And what it does along with uh, the, the online facility is that it allows the full stack technology services balance, doing a balancing act between <laughs> demand and supply. Essentially, uh, let's understand how the demand side works and how the supply side works and how essentially Inframarket comes in to uh, combine these two to create value. Essentially, on the demand side, there are large uh, contractors and builders in the construction and infrastructure space who would essentially bag real estate or construction projects. And for them, uh, managing this entire timeline of project delivery as well as ensuring a quality output becomes a headache, more so in tier two and tier three cities where there are small fragmented manufacturers. Now on the supply side, uh, you have a, a fragmented set of players, uh, manufacturers, who would essentially have a lot of uh, idle capacity as well as very low focus on quality and essentially the economies of scale would not be driven at the scale at which they're operating. Infrared market would come in and then they would aggregate the demand to pass it on to supply and keep a very strict check on the quality timelines as well as provide small manufacturers with an affordable credit and financing opportunities which previously weren't present to them. With this balancing act, this one found that winning projects became easier. And then a lot of small manufacturers in the tier two and tier three cities won clients, won international clients going to Singapore, Dubai, and Bangladesh. Essentially, this focus on tier two and tier three cities becomes very important because that is where the maximum allocation happens. And to understand how much value has essentially been created. The first round of financing essentially was in 2017 when we reached, as Fumika mentioned, a crore from friends and family. And after that, the seed round happened in August of 2019. Post that, when they delved into this sort of a fragmented market, the Series A was very, very quick, essentially within a span of six months. And then, uh, before COVID struck, they were at an ARR of 100 million rupees, 100 million dollars. Apologies. But then, when COVID struck, it essentially cut down their business to almost half overnight. But then they bounced back very soon. And by before the end of the year, they were doing more business than pre-COVID levels, and now they are at a 180 million ARR. 
so all of these things combined we see that at the core of inframarket's value offering is that the demand which was previously uh, the, the 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 demand coming from contractor uh, contractors and engineers who previously had found it very hard to focus on quality as well as maintain tight delivery timelines when they coordinated with inframarket with an essentially delightful customer experience inframarket would balance the demand that the supply act that was actually lying idle by balancing both the supply and demand side and and bringing uh, the marketplace together inframart was able to create a lot of value shreyans can you tell us where inframart is today building on what raj described uh, and and can you tell us what the future holds for inframart sure um um they showcased what exactly inframart has done uh in in a space that is usually uh non technical and i can say this because i am in the industry i was in the industry the longest of the time um so inframart actually uh you know um is 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 a business that was basically uh At the at at the desperate need of of this country, uh, most much of this uh, industry is is unorganized. Uh, it, it is uh, run by uh, cartels, governments, who have uh, almost uh, a lot of it a lot of it controlled in 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 their capacity. Um, the earliest tech innovation in this sector, uh, I can remember of, is actually India Mart. India Mart uh, did kind of uh, well. in in uh, in you know displaying these b2b b2c's uh, uh marketplaces for all these construction materials um but there's a lot of issue with india mart uh, like most of the businesses realized in in the recent right uh india mart uh, you find uh, there's a lack of homogeneity across sellers and brands logistics is an issue a lot of fake listings um and 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 so infra mart actually you know um started bases on on these theses uh in 2016 right when india was was having uh, this revolution of of smartphone and and uh, internet uh intramart had started and then uh they did exceedingly well uh they were profitable from day one um and and uh, and kind of uh, compete in this space but in this space we see they are not alone right you would find uh, a few players because of 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 the sheer value that is that is there in this market the revenue that is generated in this market you'll find a lot of players competing with each other right uh, you have infra bazaar that you know mainly focuses on on selling uh, directly to the consumers and medium sized clients uh, in terms of construction projects right uh, they also sell uh, different kinds of materials like electrical materials as well um and apart from that they also do financing for heavy uh, machinery procurement which is kind of hard um industrial supplies uh, have been taken care of industry buying um and you'll find uh, them moving uh, at a rapid pace as well but infra market is is kind of different um and it's and and that's what makes them stand apart uh, and that's why their valuations have been respected and and they have been appreciated so well uh apart from you know selling uh, to you know businesses b2b and large scale projects you'll find infra infra market actually uh, you know have setting up this whole software hub that you see of late uh they have uh, tied up with a lot of retailers across india uh, uh and and their their notion is basically you know to 
to distribute to the retailers directly. Now remember what I said uh, about the industry being controlled by a few people and, and the government. Uh, so infra market is actually trying to disrupt that. Um, it is directly saying that boss, I'm going to be the middleman now and I'm going to distribute to the retailers and I'm going to have the software package set up with the retailers. And I am basically, uh, you know, uh, being this middleman who knows what the retailer in India actually requires at a given point of time. So they have tie-ups tie with all the big seven, you know, uh, players in the, in the country, you name it, they, are, they have a tie-up with them, right? And then they had tied up with, with most of these retailers, not just in the main cities, but their plan is also obviously to go to tier two, tier three cities. And then uh, they would know, okay, if this retailer requires X number of, of units, then I'm going to deliver it to them. Uh, so they, they do have the software package. They have the predictive analytics done for that. And, and that's the future of, of, of infra market uh, in, in terms of, of what exactly you see it. Um, so uh, in, in 2020, uh, like every other year, it had, it had uh, kind of a positive year for them. Uh, with the total revenues of about 350 crores, their total expenses were 339. And, and majority of it, were actually the cost of materials. And now you know why they're moving into a, a, a software domain as well, right? Because it'll be a lot more cheaper for them to, to, to produce uh, software and, and probably earn more on that, um, of which about uh, uh, you know nine crores of, of profit. Uh, there's another thing that infrared uh, market has actually focused on, uh, which, is, which is basically uh, branding their own uh, you know, uh, name on, on most of these materials. Uh, they uh, they are focusing heavily on private uh, label brands, which which said that they they moved from about forty percent uh, to seventy percent um, two thousand nineteen onwards, which actually fetched them fifteen percent more margins on their sales, and this actually led to the biggest event for them in about four years, which was the hundred million uh, funding from Tiger Global. Tiger Global comes in uh, all of a sudden and 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 pours in that much money. Why? Because the company has been profitable and the company has a direction in terms of, of uh, going to the retailers, which the other players in the industry have not thought of it. Either they are focused on, on uh, you know, selling to small clients, selling to consumers, but they miss this uh, golden charm of, of basically going to the retailers. Um, so right now they are in about four countries. Their plan to is, is to go to about 10 countries uh, in about a year and a year and a half. Uh, so before COVID, they had about 100 million ARR. Um, right now, they have about 180, and they're focusing on 300 pretty soon uh, by the end of uh, uh, financial year 21, 22. Um, so it is it is obviously on 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 a right path uh, for a country that is so disorganized uh, in in terms of construction materials. The future is is obviously infrastructure market needs to stick on on whatever they are doing in perspective of e-commerce and the software which may be the tipping point for them, right? Um, and, and most of the other companies also might even join them um, in building the software stack. But as I see, infrared market is well ahead in the race uh, and, and I wish them uh, luck. It's an amazing story. By democratizing the industry and, and infrared market has been able to create a lot of value, not just for themselves, but also for, for both sides. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in to a Junior VC Unfiltered. Click on the subscribe button to stay tuned for more. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week.